This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is omegamanradio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Everybody, welcome to the broadcast tonight. Today is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. We're excited to be back with Evangelist Gregory Ellis. And uh, we've got a great program for you. I hope you will invite someone to tune in. Brother Gregory, would you like to open us up in prayer? Uh, yes, I would. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, according to your word in James 1, 5, if you... If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to us all liberally, without reproach, and it will be given to him. We thank you for the wisdom and knowledge that we will not be naive on our current affairs that is happening right now. As I deliver this timely word tonight to your children, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to guide and implement this urgency to prepare for these uncertain times that is approaching that we may make decisive decisions in keeping our families safe from arm's way and from evil and wickedness world that we live in. We ask you, Heavenly Father, for your guidance and leading us out of the wilderness, so to speak, into our promised land of safety. We ask you to protect our southern borders with those illegal migrants crossing over into our country with these secret missions to try to destroy America. We bind the devil and all foreign leaders who propagate young men, illegal migrants, with the mission to massacre public figures and our citizens in major metropolitan areas in this mission. We ask you, Lord, to shelter us according to your word in Psalms 91, how we should proceed in these times to prepare our families and ourselves for this epidemic chaos and phantom that is coming to America in Jesus' name. Open the ears of your children so they can hear what the Spirit of God is saying and and to heed to his instructions in Jesus' name. We thank you for OmegaManRadio.com being a voice that is spearheading and bringing wisdom, knowledge, and deliverance to the people of all walks of life. I ask you, Lord, to bless Brother Shannon's ministry and and bring increase in finances into this great work 
that lives may be changed forever. In Jesus' name I pray. I say amen to that. Praise the Lord. Powerful opening prayer. And uh, Brother Gregory, the microphone is yours. Take all the time you like. Okay. Okay. I would like to, before I proceed, I had an encounter tonight at about 6.10 p.m. I was in my prayer closet. I always pray before I deliver any type of divine message from God. And I'm uh, beside myself a little bit. I'm kind of uh, really ups- uh, not upset, but uh, I had this moving, uh, moving vision that I must share. Somebody needs to hear this, vis- uh, this prophetic vision that I had. At around 6.10, I would say around 6.10 or 6.15 tonight, this is not nothing to do with my word that I have to deliver. I, in this vision, I saw a big white horse, a stallion, with Jesus riding on top of it. He was run, riding bareback on this horse. The horse stopped about two feet from me, or not very far. And the, uh, Jesus slid off the horse. The horse uh, uh, knelt, the two legs in the front knelt down, and he bowed his head. When in this vision, I had this encounter today, just a few hours ago. And in this encounter, he got off the horse and he walked over to me. And our tears were rolling down my eyes. And he said to me, he says uh, that there is a fulfillment that has to be fulfilled in order for him to come back. So then what he did, he took me to behind the horse. And he showed me, I can't go into detail about this because it pertains to other things. But he said on the horizon, he showed me this horizon. He says, this, these things must be fulfilled first before I can return and pick up my children. And then he walked to the front. He had a scepter uh, or some kind of uh, uh, a, uh, it was something he was holding in his hand. It was inscripted in Hebrew. I did, I couldn't read it. And he says, when I break this rod, when I break this rod, the people that have been praying and standing on the word Joel 2.26, which that says, uh, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. He said, when I break this rod, a breakthrough will come to you. You've been waiting on finances. Uh, these are for people that are, you know, are blaming God for finances. Your finances are in terrible shape. You may not even have income coming in or whatever the case is. But Jesus when said that when he breaks that rod, and which he did, he broke it in front of me. He says, I'm break, they're going to have breakthrough and they're going to have breakthrough now. I'm breaking the back of the enemy. I'm breaking the back of the demons 
that have hindered their blessing to come forth. So that's why I went. And then he got on his horse. He said, I, I asked him if I could go with him, but he said no, that the time was not for me to go, but that there was a fulfillment. He heard his father. I heard this in this vision that the father was calling him to come back. So he got on the horse. And he rode off into the sunset or whatever, rode off into the horizon. Those prophetic word is for those that have been waiting on God for provision. Provision, it could be finances, it could be healing, it could be deliverance, it could be anything that you've been believing God for the last three to four months. I don't know, but God said that he's breaking the back of the demon powers that has hindered your blessing to come forward in the name of Jesus. Now I can go on to do what I just, you know, had this uh, encounter. I wasn't expecting it, and it just happened. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me real quick to Psalms 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God and him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness nor in the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I would like to say this before I give this message tonight. I would like to inform you, but not to scare you of the current events that may be happening at any time. We're living in uncertain times. Only our Heavenly Father knows what may be coming down the pike, so to speak. I am being led by the Holy Spirit to follow his leading, to educate God's people, not to be ignorant of current affairs, but to be prepared for what may be coming. There are many difficult circumstances that are happening in our nation right now concerning the November election that could change America for the good or for the bad or for the worse. As I was preparing this message about four weeks ago, I had many encounters and visions and many sleepless nights where Yahweh was speaking to me in the night about the events that's going to occur. They, they were mind-boggling. 
I mean, they shook me up. I mean, I couldn't even sleep because they were so mind-boggling. It was disturbing to my own mind. But God was revealing these things to me that I had to write down so I could remember them. It had blown me away with the revelation of the end time, shocking me even at my age. Hallelujah. So I'd like to begin tonight with a few questions for you. Number one, if our infrastructure power grid system would go offline, what would you do? Think about it for a minute. What would you do if you had no electricity? We are talking about our electric service into our homes, businesses, churches, refrigeration, cell service, Internet service. No heat or cooling would be available. Water pumps, pumps would quit working. Couldn't cook on the stoves. Couldn't go to the gas station to get gas. ATMs not working. Banks are closed. You couldn't get money out. And when Hugo hit back at when I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, I had no idea that a hurricane could knock out the banking system. We couldn't get into our ATM. We had no electricity for over 30 days. We couldn't get no money out of First Union Bank. We couldn't do nothing because everything came to a standstill when Hugo hit uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So I'm telling you, if the electric goes out that we depend on, what would you do? If our electric were off for days or even weeks or perhaps months, what would you do? You wouldn't be able to run down to your local food bank. Hallelujah. You know, if you go to a food bank, all the refrigeration, all their meat would be spoiled and everything else including. Since I was talking about the Hurricane Hugo, I remember that we had to cook everything up that was in our freezer because we were going to lose it. And we went down, I bought a little bag of ice that you would put in a produce bag for five bucks. I learned from that that the washing machine is insulated so it would keep things cold. But five dollars, price gouging at five bucks just for a little bag of ice when Hugo hit back uh, many years ago. If the electricity was off in your area, how would you survive? Have you ever thought about it? If you have no one, would you have prepared for a blackout? You know, we never know when we're going to see blackouts. These are questions you need to ask yourself in order to be ready and prepared for an event that could come at any time. I remember several years ago in 2021, the power grid system went down in Texas. I hope you remember due to frigid temperatures, snow, and ice, and the system totally crashed. There were many medical fragile people on breathing and life support machines and others in nursing homes, even the homeless. Many died during this tragic event. They were not prepared for what was going to take place. It was a, it was a tragic that people were dying because of no electricity, no heat. Elderly, senior citizens were freezing to death even in their homes. You know, they had no place to go. 
Maybe they didn't have any gas in their car or they didn't have a vehicle. They were all perishing because of no electricity. In August 14, 2003, shortly after 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, a high-voltage power line in northern Ohio brushed against some overgrown trees and shut down the electric grid system. Over 50 million people lost power in Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Canada. Up to two days in the biggest blackout in North America. Life came to a standstill. Like I said, you can't use ATM machines. You can't go down because they're operated by electric. Or everything stops working because we depend on the electric grid system for our daily lives. We depend on the electric in our lives. In December 5th, 2022, there was a serious attack on the critical infrastructure that had caused a power outage in many around Southern Pines, North Carolina. It turned out a shooting attack on two electrical substations knocked tens of thousands of people off the grid for the better part of a week. Hospitals, nursing homes, grocery stores, Churches, schools were all affected. Everyday life was affected. The workplace had to close down. You couldn't go to work because there was no power to operate your computers or laptops or, or machinery. Our manufacturers couldn't go to work. So people lost out. Now, since we have taken sides with Israel and support them, we have countries like China, Iran, Yemen, South Korea, and Russia trying to hack into our power grid system to do us harm. These hackers continuously, every day, 24-7, are trying to destroy the power grid infrastructure that we have here in America. They're constantly trying to hack into our infrastructure. When the Chinese balloon flew over the western states into the ocean before they shot it down, it was retrieving information about our grid system and how to destroy it. The Chinese president said it was just a mistake and no harm was done. That is a lie. They knew exactly what they are doing. They were retrieving the information of our infrastructure so they could uh, harm us. The EMP is called the electromagnetic pulse or the geometric disturbance. The extreme electromagnetic instance caused by an intentional electromagnetic or the EMP attack or a natural occurring geometric disturbance caused by severe space weather, could damage significant portions of the nation's critical infrastructure, including the electrical grid, communication equipment, water, even our sewage plants, wastewater system, the transportation modes. It impacts are likely to cascade the geographic regions 
adversely impacting millions of households and businesses and churches throughout our land. What would the electromagnetic pulse attack do? When detonated, the EMP weapon produces a pulse of energy that creates a powerful electromagnetic field capable of short-circuiting. Have you ever had something short-circuited? Maybe, you know, a computer or maybe electric outlet is short-circuits out and there's no power, no juice coming out. Well, a short-circuiting, a wide range of electronic equipment, particularly computers, satellites, radios, radar uh, devices like, you know, for when you go out to the airport, they have, you know, to have the airplanes come in, even civilian traffic lights. Our computers controls and manage our daily lives. We use computers here in America and actually global because everybody has some kind of smartphone or computer, laptop, or some kind of device. EMP event could take the power grid down for months and possibly even years. The EMP is a very intense pulse of electromagnetic energy, typically caused by detonation of a nuclear bomb or other high-energy explosive device. What will work after the EMP attack? A non-electrical pan opener? Crank uh, operated mill grinder, meat grinder, wood stove, wood cook stove, a pot belly stove, if you know what that is for heat, wood burning, uh, a water heater, appliances like a fireplace, solar oven, power tools, or generators won't be affected by the CMP. Will cell phones work after EMP? The blast will cause physical damage to communication systems. Electrical, phones and cellular systems will be down. It will destroy electronics everywhere, cause planes to crash, stop cars, rail traffic, blackout uh, electric grids, and other crucial infrastructures that make modern civilization, the life itself possible. Eventually, millions will die for, for, from starvation, disease, and social collapse. Will the EMP destroy solar panels? The good news is solar panels in, uh, of themselves contain very little electronics that could be affected by the EMP. The bad news is they're usually connected to wires with current flowing through them, which makes them susceptible to damage. You may want to have extra wiring on hand if you have to replace any solar equipment or damages. Which countries have EMP weapons? Currently, the nation of Russia and China have the technology to launch the EMP attack. And we have speculated that Iran and North Korea may be developing EMP weapon technology. This is why we must remain vigilant in our efforts to mitigate the effects of the EMP attack. Saints, we need to be bombarding heaven with our prayers. How long will the power be out after EMP? A severe electromagnetic pulse event 
could take the power grid down for months and possibly even for years. The EMP is a very intense pulse of energy, typically caused by detonation of a nuclear bomb or other high-energy explosive devices. You can get on YouTube and look up Steve Quayle and all the information about the EMP. And further, to educate yourself on the spectrum of the EMP and the GMD power grid chaos that may occur because we have, you know, we support Israel and we're backing Israel 100%. So these foreign countries are coming against us. They are mad at us for, you know, supporting Israel. God spoke to me and said Bannum was coming to America and to be prepared for the rough, unsettled environment with the power grid system at risk. Also with food costs to be at all-time high, high cost of inflation with goods and services, and a high gun violence that you want to protect your family. And there is a possibility that America will be turned over to a martial law system. Several weeks ago, Pastor Benjamin Fairchild mentioned, now get this, right now with the high food costs that we're having, that many seniors are cannot be, have enough money to buy groceries, and they don't have enough money to uh, get their meds. And right now, we're not, we're, we've got the food prices, and they are high. But this pastor, Benjamin Fairchild, from Lithonia, Georgia, just south of Atlanta, Georgia, made mention that seniors were uh, resorting and eating cat food instead of real food. See, this is a phantom that's going to happen to America because of the choices that America has made, bad choices, things that are immoral and things that they should not be condoning in. I would like to say something here. I've heard through my Christian walk, when the rapture takes place, we will be raptured in a moment, and we won't have to experience any hardship, pain, or trial. That is a lie. It's been portrayed and taught that we're going to have a fairy tale exit from Earth. What about the persecuted underground church in China or other foreign countries? In China, they're killed daily for their faith if the government finds out about those that worship Christ. We will have to experience many things be before the coming of the Lord. And as I had this encounter tonight, the Lord said there are things that have to be fulfilled I can't go into the total, uh, the total uh, vision that I had, but this is one thing he did say, that there are things that need to be fulfilled before he returns to earth. As I was preparing this word, the Lord gave me this story in the book of Genesis about Joseph. He was a dreamer, and God used, his, uh, God used him. To, uh, as a God-given gift, to be able to solve a major phantom in the land of Egypt. We all know the story about Joseph. He was a dreamer, 
and that he dreamed, and his brothers uh, was jealous of him. You know, God gave certain people uh, and gave them a gift. Well, Joseph's gift was uh, interpreting dreams, and then he, you know, that then he was sold, and he went to prison, and then there was a baker and the others that they went, and he interpreted their dream. So the long run is that, uh, that, you know, Pharaoh had a dream, and he wanted to have interpretation of that dream. So what did he do? That he finally had Joseph come and interpret that dream that he was having. You see, when God uses you in the anointing, and you have a gift, he has, he, he's going to place you where he wants you to be the most fulfillment for the kingdom of God. So I would like to, you know, and so in this, here was in, turn with me to Genesis 41. We're going to read 34, 35, and 36. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers of the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the Egypt in the seven plentiful years and let them gather all the food for this good, good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the city. Then that food, food shall be as a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt that the land may not perish during the phantom. You see, they're starting to gather food. You see, they're gathering for the next seven years. So this dream was being fulfilled. Hey, we need to do something. God is giving you dreams. There's someone out there tonight, right now. God has given you a dream to fulfill it. You need to do. You need to step up and, and tell that dream whoever you need to deliver that dream to. God uses dreams. He talks to me in dreams. He talks to me in vision. He comes right in where I'm at. I wasn't expecting to have an encounter at 10 after 6 today. I mean, it shook me up from one end of my head to the other end of my toes. I am still shaken. I am still, you know, at all about what was said and what I saw in the spirit. You see, God has prepared some of you, and you need to step out in faith and do what God has called you to do. Hallelujah. God's people need to start prepping for the end times. You need to start stockpiling food and water, firewood, and medical supplies. You may be asking, how do I start prepping? Huh? I wonder how we do that. I mean, if we were reading here in this, uh, in this book of Genesis, how they start stockpiling. You see, uh, you know, Pharaoh goes, ah, let's not worry about that dream. Let's just keep on doing what we're doing. Okay? But he didn't. He heeded the voice of that dream. He heeded the voice of God. He heeded, hey, you know, we need to really do something. We need to put something together now because there is going to be a phantom. And I don't want my Egyptian people, I don't want them starving to death. I don't want them to die. I want them to be able to be productive in life. So you may be asking yourself, how do I prep? 
if you have Facebook, there are many groups on there that you can join. There's uh, uh, groups on there that teach you how to plant. They teach you how to can. They teach you how to dehydrate. They, uh, they have survival. They have, uh, you know, uh, all kinds. If you belong, if you have Facebook, which I do, I get on these groups and I learn how to do these things. Okay, if you don't have Facebook, there are online publications like Mother Earth News. I love that online. I read it. I read all kinds. Uh, these are, it teaches you how to raise chickens, cattle, sheep, plant a garden. It tells about herbs, uh, uh, how to do uh, everything. It's a how-to-do publication. You can get it in physical form or you can get it on online. I love it because I can get on there and I can make bread. It shows you how to make bread. It shows you how to make cheese. It shows you how to do all these things, how to make all kinds of cheese. It tells you how to make, uh, I wanted to drink some vascular uh, tea. It shows you how to do that. It's a know-how, because uh, I don't know how to do all this stuff. So I have to lean on other people and other groups so I can learn how to do these things. In Genesis Chapter uh, uh, chapter 41, 49. Joseph gathered very much grain as the sand of the sea until he stopped counting, for it was immeasurable. Do you know what immeasurable would be? I mean, that would be going out on the seashore and seeing all the sand from north to south. If you ever been to the sea and, and there's sand everywhere, that's classified immeasurable. It would be like putting grain into a big silo and fill them up to the brim, probably as many as 10,000 silos or more. Joseph was preparing because God had revealed to him, hey, son, you better do this or you're going to be left out in the cold, you're going to be starving, and you're not going to have no food to eat, and, you're, and you don't know what's going to happen. My question tonight is, are you going to start prepping? Are you going to start what uh, that Joseph did? Start saving. Start doing things. Yes, it may be overwhelming to you, but you need to do these things. Turn with me to Genesis 41. We're going to read 53, 53 through 57. Then seven years of plenty which were in the land of Egypt, ended. And the seven years of phantom was in all the land. But in all the lands of Egypt, there was bread. You see, they started prepping so there would be bread. You know, can you do without bread? It doesn't have to be a physical bread that you eat and with butter on it, jelly on it, or toast or whatever. But it signifies it's food, food for your belly. So when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. Then Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph. Whatever he says to do, do it. And the phantom was all over the face of the earth. Now read that again. All over the face of the earth. And Joseph opened the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians. And the phantom he came, 
and the famine became very severe in the land of Egypt. So all the countries came to Joseph to uh, in, in Egypt to buy grain because the famine was severe in all the lands. And Israel was experiencing famine uh, too. Joseph's family came to Egypt to buy grain for their livestock, to buy food for them. They came because they there was a famine. You see, Egypt was smart. They started prepping. They start saving. They start having silos, big silos, you know, a lot of silos, because they were able to feed countries around Egypt with uh, the goods that they had that they had stocked up on. God divinely purposed to use Joseph to enhance the favor of God so Pharaoh could recognize the hand of God on Joseph. You too can be used mightily for God if you start prepping now. Phantom means extreme scarcity of food prolonged hunger in a substantial proportion of the population of a region or country, resulting widespread and acute malnutrition and death by starvation and disease. Here is a prime example what's occurring now in our society. Right now, I want to give these examples tonight that when God was dealing with me on all of this, this food, you know, how these seniors are eating a cat food. Can you imagine eating cat food that's not for human uh, intake, that is just for kitty cats, you know, little uh, animals? Uh, I would be surprised if they weren't eating uh, wet dog food, too. Seniors cannot afford, I mean, their Social Security checks are not very much and the high cost of living. We're not even in a phantom yet, and we're having problems here in America. So what do you think is going to happen when a phantom does hit and we're not prepared? So I'm giving these examples tonight that what may occur here in America. God did speak to me in an audible voice and did tell me that there was going to be a phantom that is going to hit America because of all the high food costs, the high inflation. Nobody's buying houses. They're staying in the house they've got because the interest rates are too high, and it's just zooming up. Praise God. And I'm giving these examples tonight because God has laid it on my heart that we all need to start prepping and start saving because when the hard times come, like it did in Joseph's days, and when they saved, I mean, they had probably twenty or 30,000 silos. Do you know what a silo is? It's where uh, they go and harvest the corn, and then they, they put it in these big silos and hold the grain until when they need it. Now, this example that I'm giving next is something that you, I don't want God's people to be naive about. So God said that his children, many of his children are so naive, they have no clue what is going on in the world. Amazon will let customers at some Whole Foods 
stores to pay with a simple wave of their hand. This was an article that came out on April 21st, 2021. These workers have got a microchip implanted in their hands, which operates workplace food vending systems. This was an article in August 17th, just last year, 2023. You see, I'm, the God has given me all of this information that I'm sharing with you tonight. He doesn't want you to be ignorant. He wants you to ask for wisdom. He doesn't want you to be naive. He wants you to be on pack. He wants his children to know what is going on in the world so they can prepare. In the USA Today's newspaper, July 31st, 2023, the World Economic Forum, uh, Forum has declared that all citizens must be implanted with a microchip in the very near future in order to be able to fully participate in society and do basic things such as purchase food and water. A microchip was first implanted into a human back in 1998, but it is only during the past decade that the technology has been available commercially. So they're offering in these stores. I know I don't have it on here, but Kansas City, there's a grocery store that you can't go in and buy anything without a microchip. So that's in Kansas City. This chip weighs weighs less than a gram and it is a little bigger than a grain of rice. Are you going to take the mark of the B666 or the microchip? In Revelation 14:11, who worship the beast in his image, whoever receives the mark of his name. Now, I remember, I just want to say this real quick about the microchip. Uh, I had a little schnauzer, but uh, we had to put her, I had to put her down this year or last year, and she had a microchip in her. And, you know, I got to thinking about that microchip today. She, she was a runner. Uh, schnauzers are runners. They like to run. And I was in Florida uh, in my motorhome traveling around preaching, and she got out of the motorhome, and she ran over a six-lane highway uh, to the uh, State Farm National Headquarters. And the man over there, the security, said, you need to keep a rain on that little girl. And I said, uh, yeah. And one of the kids let her out of the motorhome. And so... Anyway, I had to call the microchip company to ask if they could find where she was at. And I was thinking about that today. They called me up. They told me exactly where that dog was at. So I was wondering if that microchip that you are going to allow in your hand or your forehead, they will know exactly where you're at at all times because it is operated by a satellite. They uh, they called me. They told me what street that dog was on. They told me where that dog was at. So just uh, as a scenario here, if you take that microchip in your hand or on your forehead, they're going to know exactly where you're at 24-7, seven days a week. So they're going to be spying on you. They're going to know what you're doing. 
So who wants to take the mark of the beast? Not me. I'm not taking it. And I know that God's people are not going to take it. So we got to depend on God's ways. we got to trust God. Now, we are in February. Oh, okay. We are in February 2024. And God has instructed his children to start planting and prepping by putting out a garden of herbs and vegetables, also raising chickens for eggs and meat. So when the time comes to harvest, you can prep by canning, dehydrating your food, then you can start stocking up like Egypt did. Uh, Dehydrating. I was watching something the other day where they were dehydrating uh, tomatoes and drying them, and especially eggs. You could uh, dry eggs, and then you grind them up, and then you have powdered eggs. Uh, You take I think one tablespoon of dry, uh, dry, uh, dry eggs to a cup of water, and it tastes just like eggs. So there's all different kinds of ways of doing this. You may be asking yourself, uh, asking yourself, can I plan in the city? I, I live in the city. If you live in the city, there are many ways to plant by using milk cartons, cut them in half. Uh, pots, planters, jugs, or wooden pallets. There's so many things you can do. So don't limit yourself thinking, oh, my, I live in the city. There's cement pots everywhere. There's no grass. There's no dirt. But I'm telling you, there, God will make a way where there is not a way. Okay, so if you, you can get on YouTube, there are many videos how to plant how to plant in the city, how to grow this, how to grow that. You don't have to have all this fertilizer. You can learn to use eggshells. That's a natural fertilizer. Just have to get it on YouTube. If you have a device, you can watch it on, and it will teach you all these things. Okay, here is a site uh, that you can uh, go to that if you have no idea how to plant a garden. It's called PlantsAndGardeningSharingIdeals.com. There are other YouTube, uh, like I said, videos out there that you can learn how to plant. So don't make that an excuse because your life depends on planning and prepping and, and saving and getting things because we don't want to hear that you're starving to death and then you are, you know, going to whittle down to nothing. Now, on the other hand, if you live out in the country, you have the, uh, have the space to do a garden that will be the greatest asset to you. You know, you only need about a fourth of an acre to plant anything. You can homestead by raising cattle, ducks, chicken, sheep, and put out a big garden. Also, you can share with others, too. Make sure you have plenty of seeds to plant because you're going to need those seeds to plant uh, that produce uh, in your garden. You know, our grandparents used root cellars back in the day and uh, for all their produce, herbs, and meat. If you have a cool 40-degree to 45-degree area, like a basement, that will work too, to be able to store your food supply. If you don't have an area, then you can build a root cellar for about $400 in U.S. dollars. Uh, 
It, it doesn't take a lot. In Ecclesiastic 3.2, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. Ecclesiastic 3.13, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all of his labor. It is a gift of God. So I'm telling you tonight, you need a plant. It is a gift from God. He wants you to plant. He doesn't want your family to starve to death, you know. He wants his people not to be naive, but to be uh, asking for wisdom, just like I we prayed in James 1, 5. He, you need to ask for wisdom, knowledge, and say, hey, God, I need help. Hey, God, show me how to do this. I don't know how to plan all these stuff, so I'm going to be relying on videos, relying on information, and relying on other things. Saying all this, that God wants his people to be self-sufficient in sustainable farming and to feed your family and others. As like A.A. Allen's ministry at Miracle Valley, Arizona, he provided food for his students on campus while they were going to school. And all the volunteer workers and all the workers that were paid, he uh, provided food every day for them, including the community by distributing food to those in need. It became a community affair on a daily basis. Miracle Valley had a farming operation. He had over uh, 1,280 acres uh, with peach trees on it and, you know, corn. They had cattle, and they had a dairy operation going on out there. And so he had all of this in, in place. He was showing how to give back. You see, when you give, you can never, 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 never outgive God. When you do it unto the least of them, you've done it unto me. God says that. When you do it unto the least, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you give me water. It says when you do it to the least, you've done it unto me. So when the disciples asked Jesus, well, when did we see you naked? When did we see you without water? When did we see you without food? It says in the word that when you do it unto the least of them, you've done it unto me. So that's saying that. That tradition carried over to several past buyers. After, uh, after Alan passed and it changed hands, and then a Canadian uh, missionaries uh, was per- trying to purchase Miracle Valley Bible College, and they lived down the road, and they had chickens, so they gave a dozen eggs out to the community every week. It may not have been a lot of food, but they gave something. They were getting back. So it's always been a tradition in Miracle Valley that there was always a giving. So Miracle Valley, sad to say, has been run down, but I'm believing God, as God has spoke to me, that it's going to be revived again and that we're going to be able to give back to the community. You see, preachers have been known 
for a bad rap on always being takers. But this preacher is a giver. I give to the community. Uh, we used to have a, a, uh, a, we used to give clothing. I had a big clothing manufacturer uh, company would bring me truckloads of brand new clothing that I would literally give away to the poor. I believe in giving. I believe in giving back. I believe in these things to further the kingdom of God. It's not about, you know, it's about sharing Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, with others. Not to hold on to that money. I want to invest the money that God gives us that other people can be benefited. You see, I know what it's like because I'm a single parent. My wife passed away four years ago suddenly. I know what it is to struggle. I know when I have to worry about if there's going to be food on the table next week or next month. I know what that elderly senior is thinking, wow, what do I do next if there's no food? What do I do? What? How do I provide? I know what it's like. Being 71 years old, I know what I've been dealing and going through, worrying how God is going to provide. He does and he will as long as you sow and help others. I'm telling you, when you sow, when you sow to do this, you sow to do that, whatever you do, it will come back to you. You can never, never, never outgive God and his purposes if your mind is right. I didn't mean, this is not even in my sermon. I don't know why I'm uh, getting off of my sermon a little bit, but I just want you to know that we want to carry this tradition on. There's mamas out there that don't have a husband, that they have maybe six or seven kids. They're struggling. You know, food stamps only go so far, and some people can't get food stamps, you know, and, and I don't know why. But there's things that are happening in our world that we need to trust God, that we're not going to beg for bread. Get me here. That you're not, God's children does not have to beg for bread when you've got people that are going to listen to the voice of God and give. So we want to continue this tradition in Miracle Valley by giving back to those in that area, and that uh, southern Arizona area. Not only there, wherever we set up and have, uh, when we have meetings, we always make sure that we can provide for those that needs, uh, uh, need food or water or whatever it may be. So the Canadian missionaries that live down the street from Miracle Valley, they gave. They may not have been able to give food, but they did give a dozen eggs. Well, a dozen eggs is, a, you know, it is a staple. It is a protein, and it can be ate. So they were doing something. As I ponder and reminisce on the past, when I went to my grandparents' farm in southern Ohio for the summer to learn the way of life that the city couldn't offer it was a great learning and fun experience. My parents 
we all lived in the city, and my parents made me and my brother go to the country. Uh, I mean the country now. My grandparents owned a, around a 2,000-acre farm. Of course, they had other farmhands there to help, but that my parents felt like we needed to learn something other than city life. So they sent us to the to the country. I mean, out in the sixth, you know. Kids nowadays, my kids, I adopted nine children. Uh, they were abused or neglected. And, you know, not one of them have ever been to a farm. I think it's a great experience that they would appreciate life more. But now we have Internet, and and what do we have? They're, they are entertained by games. Internet games, Pac-Man, not Pac-Man, I was talking about Pac-Man the other night, Nintendo Switch, uh, uh, all these different electronic games that their mind is, uh, that they're all on to. I never had Internet back in those days. But in my uh, grandparents had a farm in southern Ohio, and we had to go down there to learn. That's where I learned how to drive a tractor and got it stuck in the mud hole. And that's where that bobcat came out of the tree and jumped on my grandfather and tore his back all to pieces. Yeah, getting up at 4 a.m. was not cool. Back in my days, it was not cool to get up at 4 a.m. in the morning, let alone milk a cow by hand, because my grandfather felt like we, we needed to learn something since we were city slickers. And then I squirted the milk at the cats in the barn. It was a chore to get up every morning at 4 a.m. when it was still dark outside, you know, feeding the cows, the pigs, and being chased by the bull. Oh, yeah, I got out into a field one day, and a bull come chasing after me. I had to climb a tree in order to stay, uh, stay safe. And my grandfather sitting on the other side of the fence laughing at me. You know, I had to learn. I had to learn about farm life. Brother Gregory, so of course, forgive me uh, yes. for the interruption, but we've got three minutes left. I just want to give you a heads up. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. And then, uh, okay. And I remember cranking that old water spigot, and the water could come out out of the bucket. My grandparents didn't have any plumbing in that old house. We all might have to do, go back to the time that we do these things. And doesn't require electricity in our power grid as compromised by hackers. Today, you need to sit down and make a list of everything you're going to need to survive living off the grid. If something major happens, only a matter of time. Okay, um, uh, real quick, uh, uh, on, er, there has been earthquakes. I was going to read, but I don't have time uh, about the earthquakes. But I will tell you this, according to the earthquake track uh, com United States government, 56 earthquakes in the past 24 hours, 613 in the past seven days, 4,162 earthquakes in the past 30 days, and 30,650 uh, earthquakes in the past 365 days. And that is from, I was going to read uh, real quick, uh, uh, Matthew 24, 7, for the nations will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be phantoms, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. 
to say all of that, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you lead us and guide us to prepare us for uncertainty so we can be able to provide for us and our neighbors and friends. Father, we thank you for allowing us to have time so we can prepare. And we ask you for protection over our children, that our angelic force will keep us away from harm and and bind the demon people in Jesus, I pray. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Brother Gregory, great message tonight. And as we're closing, give out your contact information. How do people reach you in your ministry, and how can they support your work? Okay, uh, I have Facebook under Gregory Ellis. Twitter uh, is at Prophet Ellis. Instagram, Dr. Dr. Gregory 60 I'm under TikTok at your.grace38. And Lincoln, Dr. Gregory Ellis. And my, uh, I'm under PayPal, Dr. Gregory Ellis, I mean, sorry, Dr. Gregory 60 at gmail.com. And my cash app is the dollar sign likefaith70. Spell that for me. Uh, the like, L I K E F A I T H 70. And my cell is 813-245-1930. My friend, powerful word tonight. What would you like to title it for the archive? Um, I don't know. I'll let you. Okay. I think it's uh, to prepare. To prepare to... for the uncertainty. Fantastic. You know, our, 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 you know, our electrical grid system. Fantastic. You know, I'm concerned about it. God, you know. Yes, sure. You know. Um, I know there's more to say. I'm going to contact you and get you back on quickly, maybe in the next two weeks. I'll check with you in your schedule. Let's keep this program going. Thank you for coming on. Okay. And great word. We'll okay, see you God again, my friend. God bless you. God bless you. Okay, folks. Let's get Dr. Morrison. Stand by.